2: The pick is in. Adam Silver coming out. This will be the Rockets now at four.
1: With the fourth pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Houston Rockets select Amen Thompson from Oakland, California, an overtime elite. Oakland
0: All right. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Amon Thompson is your newest Houston rocket. The Rockets pick him at number four overall. and look, I know fans and I can't wait to 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 dive in and see what people are talking about and see what people are saying because Adam and we see this all the time. but once the Rockets were outside of the top three, this is the player that it seemed like fans had fixated on and it's clear he's the player that the Rockets fixated on because he's the one that they picked. so, this is somewhat chalk. We were saying that the draft early on could turn out to be somewhat a little bit interesting if, if some of those uh you know, top three guys fall out of the top three. And really really we're talking about Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson, but that did not happen. They went chalk, and now the Rockets have Ahmed Thompson as presumably their point guard of the future, you got to think.
2: Yeah, he and his brother seemingly had emerged at the top of that third tier in this draft. And Amin worked out for the Rockets. It was a great workout from all accounts. Uh, the athleticism, obviously, is, is what really stands out. The size, the athleticism. I don't know how much he's going to be able to help them day one. And that'll be my number one question once this night is over. How? What? What are the expectations for him day one? Because the way that the roster is set up, I feel like they don't need him to really be that big of a contributor the first day. Yeah. Because you look at what they have coming back. You have the five starters, Porter, Green, Smith, Martin, uh, Shingoon, and, and then off the bench, you have Tari Eason. Um, and then they've got $60 million in cap space that they can spend some money on. And so maybe they add another veteran. It feels like they're going to add another point guard in free agency. Whether it's James Harden or Fred VanVleet or somebody else. They'll So they'll have the, the opportunity to add another point guard. And then maybe that allows them to take things slow with him. Because I do think, you know, he's gonna he obviously has to get bigger. He has to develop his skills. The shooting is the big thing. So I'm very interested to see what they expect from him the first day.
0: Yeah, for me, the only thing that I didn't like about picking Amon Thompson and part of the reason why I was a fan of Cam Whit- Whitmore, the guy from Villanova, Cam Whitmore was you know, freshman at Villanova, but he played college basketball, and I watched college basketball more than I watched overtime elite. So I had a bias toward that, but I also thought it mattered that he played in somewhat meaningful games. Mm-hmm. And, and also, from the point guard standpoint, like we talked so much in, during the offseason about James Harden, but just overall for the Rockets, we knew that they had that needed point guard. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well – why don't they get a veteran point guard and we see what happens from there? But I think we got Ahmed Thompson now talking to ESPN. Atlanta, Let's go too. And now
1: you're headed to the Houston Rockets. Yup. First thought as you become a Rocket.
0: I'm just excited. Excited to be a Rocket.
1: Maya, Troy, you guys have watched both of your sons, but a man put in the hours and the sweat equity that was required to get to this moment. How proud are you of him?
0: I'm very proud of him I, I like the way men always wanted to execute he always wanted to master all the skills and today for him to be rewarded to be in the number four pick in the NBA
2: draft I know he's feeling great and I'm feeling so good for him.
1: Yeah and there are no words I'm, I'm happy beyond belief so. The smile is radiating and men our analysts are talking a ton about your athleticism and yes. you're joining a Houston Rockets team led by Ime Odoka that already has athletes yes. what are you excited about in terms of the basketball as you join this organization.
0: Just being in the NBA, you know, playing with these athletic guys, I feel like my best brand of basketball is, you know, running. And we're we're a young team, so that's what we're gonna do.
1: What's the first thing that you might do to celebrate that you're comfortable sharing? Celebrate? Oh no, a, we need to fly some in
0: and out out here. In
1: out burger? Like fast food? I, I,
0: I need some in and out. <laughs> Just
1: fly it out to New York for a day, you be good. Troy, you have had a vision for both of your sons. As they enter this next chapter as pros, what is the vision that you see moving forward? Well, the vision now is to become leaders on their team, obviously be at least first team all rookie and maybe compete for rookie of the year. Yeah. We got big ambitions. What do you think about those ambitions, Amin?
0: You know, I think we can go bigger. I think just try to be great. Well, congratulations. I
1: know we're watching and waiting, hopefully, for your brother's name to be called. But congratulations. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you.
0: Thank you Monica. And there is your latest Houston Rocket, Armand Thompson. We will react to, obviously, the pick, what he had to say on the other side. Adam Spillane here, Brandon Scott from the H-Town Who's Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Sports Radio 610. Sports Radio 610 presents the H-Town Hoops Rockets Draft Show. Here's Brandon Scott and Adam Spolane. With the fourth pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the Houston Rockets select Amen Thompson. Oh, poor boy didn't know to go with Whataburger over In-N-Out. He's going to learn that once he gets here. Can't blame him for not really necessarily being exposed to that fact. But Amon Thompson is your newest Houston Rocket, his brother, Asur or Asur. How am I saying saying that? You can't say Victor Wimanyama. I can't say it either. And I can't say Amon Thompson's twin brother's name. But he went right after him to the Detroit Pistons, who you and I were discussing during the break, have – not quite a rivalry going with the with the Rockets, because that wouldn't be the right way to couch it. Neither one of the teams is good enough to really call them a rival or competitive enough to call it a rivalry. But certainly some parallels between the Jalen Green, Kate Cunningham thing. Now you've got the Thompson twins. Of course, Jaden Ivey is over there with the Detroit Pistons. The Rockets have Jabari Smith. Uh, the, the Pistons have Jalen Duran, who is – the, was the youngest player in the NBA last year. I think Jabari Smith might have been the second or third youngest player in the NBA. They've got a lot of parallels between some of the players that and the trajectory that they're picking on because they've been bad at the same time, and they've been picking around the same place. And then now finally this year, the Rockets pick one
2: twin brother, and then the Detroit Pistons pick the other one right after him. So if I have this right, it's the second time, at least that I can remember, at least in the last 15 years, that Twins have been taken back-to-back in the draft. Remember, you had the Morris Twins yeah. uh, back in 2011, I want yeah, to say. that sounds right. And the Rockets were involved with that because they took Marcus, and yeah. I think it was uh, – shoot, I can't remember who wound up taking Markeith, but um, – Yeah, where did, he, Mark, where did he start his career? Markeith was – Because
0: he, he ended up with Washington for a little while, ended up with the with the, with the the Heat for for a little while. It's kind of been a journey. journey maybe was with the Lakers for a little while. See, Markeith Since, like, was Phoenix. Markeith was Phoenix, Phoenix and okay. then
2: Marcus was uh, was taken by the Rockets. Uh, Anthony Black from Arkansas has just gone six. Yeah, and he's a point guard that. Yeah, I like. so so these are so the point guards are starting to come off the board. This is a good pick for Orlando because they've needed a point guard, and I think and they're kind of primed to win next yeah. season. Uh, just as you know, Franz Wagner's been very good. Um, Paulo Bancaro won rookie of the year. So that team started to make a run towards the second half of last season. Anthony Black, I think, is a guy who can help you right away. Yeah. And so when we talked about the Rockets, if they were looking, you know, I, I think when it comes to of this tier, of this four through nine tier, to me it felt like Anthony Black was probably the safest. Just because the floor is a little bit higher, point guard, defense first type point guard, doesn't shoot it all that well. I think that he helps you more day one than some than the two Thompson twins and yeah. some of these other guys that we're going to see get picked. And I think that this is a really good pick right here for Orlando just with where they're at. They don't necessarily need the score. They don't need the star. They've got Wagner. They've got Carroll already on that roster. So his pick.
0: Has also played in more competitive games, you could yes. say, you know, having been in college basketball I think that that part of it matters. He's the guy that I liked again because I do have that college basketball bias, and it's not to say because I think you would be, I think it would be fair to project that Amon Thompson has the higher ceiling, and to assume that that's what the Rockets are actually betting on by picking him where they did. And to your point, Adam, that Anthony Black is somebody that could come in and con- contribute to you right away it makes me wonder with what orlando's doing like i'm trying to figure out who is the dead weight there now or who's the what what's the player between guys like you know cole anthony and and markel full who i think is a is a decent player obviously didn't live up to to his draft you know status but you know figuring out between cole anthony jalen suggs and markel Fultz, it's like figuring out what's solid and what's fat and then of course where does anthony black fit into that to your point somebody that feels like he'd come in and contribute right away you know the question for the Rockets is if the guy that they drafted is in a similar vein
2: yeah and I don't know and that when we get past tonight that is going to be my number one question is what are the expectations for Almond Thompson day one because to me with the way that the roster is set up you, you look at who they have. It, you take the five starters that ended last season with Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, K.J. Martin, uh, Jabari Smith Jr., Alperin Sengun, Tari Smith, your top guy coming off the bench. You have Ja'Sean Tate coming back as well. Or Eason. I mentioned Eason.
0: Oh, you said Tari Smith. You said- oh, did I, uh, Tari Eason. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, no, no, all, all good. I didn't mean three. So, three, so the three.
2: five starters, Eason, uh, Ja'Sean Tate. And then you have some of the guys that they've drafted in the past who haven't quite made a contribution, Josh Christopher in that elk. But let's take the first seven that I mentioned. Yeah. They have $60 million in cap space. Yeah. Obviously, James Harden is the, the guy that you think is at the top of the list. But if they don't, let's say they don't get Harden. Let's say they go to the next point guard. Let's say they go Fred Van Vliet because they can go and sign essentially whoever they want as long as they can get the guy to take the money because they have the cap space. They have space to sign guys to the max. So... To me, it feels like they've got the, the seven that I mentioned. I feel like they are going to add a point guard in free agency. They'll have some space to add another one. You know, they'll they'll have space to add one or two more guys in free agency. So does that mean you don't need Amon Thompson to come in on day one and be a contributor? Does that mean that he can maybe take a little bit of a step back so that he can, frankly, get better? and So that they don't necessarily have to rush him on the floor?
0: Yeah, I, I I'm with you there. I, th- I think the, the answer is probably yes, and I want to get into the seven players and the core players in our next segment. But but right now, sticking on the point with Amon Thompson and is he ready, I kind of want to look at this, and let's kind of talk this through. What would keep him from, like, I think it's maybe we agree on this, that it's the experience, it's the fact that he hasn't been tested. It's really the adjustment that guys have to make in the NBA. Everyone, even a guy like Jabari Smith, who played high-level college basketball, I, I'll albeit for one year, you and I talked about this on the podcast. You and I both thought that he was going to come in and the transition was going to be somewhat seamless, especially considering that his skill set seemed to be complementary of yeah. the NBA game, shooting, defense, all of that. So, so I I guess that's the end of it is looking like the Indiana is taken.
2: this is a bit of a surprise, Bilal Koulibaly okay. from France is who they've taken, and it sounds like they're going to trade him to Washington, who picks eight. So it looks like we have a flip-flop between Washington and Indiana. Koulibaly is a defense guy. He is a defense-first type of four, can play the five a little bit, uh, and he was a teammate of, of Victor w- yep. Um. Uh. in France. So you have two French guys going in the top seven in this draft. So Bilal Koulibaly um, is the pick here for Indiana at seven. And it looks like um, he is going to be traded to Washington, who picks eighth. Uh, let's see. Do we have the terms of the trade with Washington? I, I'm just uh, surprised about this because I feel like two second he was, round picks. So okay. Two second round picks go to Washington. I don't really know what the point of this trade is, but hey, whatever.
0: Yeah. I, I don't understand what's ha- happening here because I, I felt like this was a guy who was mocked. In the, and I don't want to get into the minutiae necessarily of what the Indiana Pacers' basketball strategy is, but I am, you know, or even what Washington's strategy is for that matter after trading for Jordan Poole earlier. And and whatever's going on there, there you know, obviously in a complete rebuild. But this is somebody that I was expecting to go a little bit later. So uh, so I wasn't expecting to be talking about him at pick seven.
2: Yeah, I've seen him top ten on a couple big boards. Okay, and maybe if you're Indiana, he's a guy that you really like, and you know you do pick up a couple second round picks to move up in order to get him. But I don't think that you know they've got a couple more picks in this draft. Obviously they didn't think he was going to fall to them, so you know they move back one spot, pick up some assets. And now they're gonna wind up getting him here. So is it a reach? Maybe a little bit, but if this is the guy that you want, sometimes you just have to go with that guy. And it's uh, it's not like they're gonna be good next year anyway. And, and they already have the guard. You know, they already have Tyrese Halliburton on that team. Um, they've got Buddy Healed. You know, it's Miles Turner. It's not a team that's gonna necessarily compete, but this guy could wind up being much better than than people expect.
0: Yeah. So so back to the Rockets real quick, just in terms of. Amon Thompson and the concern of whether he could contribute right away. I'm thinking like, what if he can, and we were listening to him in the interview there with Monica McNutt on ESPN. And he's like, you know, lofty expectations. And why wouldn't he talk like that on draft night when he's realized his dreams is the biggest night of his life, you'd imagine. And why would he not talk like that? So I I pose the question. Why, why couldn't he come in there and help them right away? You know, because I, I wonder if maybe I've given too much thought of, hey, I want to see a veteran point guard. Doesn't look like they're going to get James Harden. I'm not interested in paying Fred Van VanVleet a whole bunch of money, even though I could understand why they would do it. Why not Almond Thompson come in there and contribute right away? At, at the very least, be better fit and more suited for training as an NBA point guard than, say, trying to make Kevin Porter Jr. into one. Just,
2: it's, this is a hard league. It's a really hard league, especially when you have flaws at, at that position. And if you can't shoot, and right now it appears that shooting is a big weakness of Amin Thompson, it makes you easier to defend as a player. And then it makes your team easier to defend as well. And so I, I don't know if it helps the Rockets on day one. If If he can't shoot, he's going to have to do a lot of other things at an incredibly high level. And I don't know if he's going to be able to do that on day one. Do you want to go to Let's uh let's see, the Wizards aren't ready just yet. The Wizards are almost about to pick, but obviously this is a flip-flop between Washington. So Washington is picking um, for, they're picking for Indiana. Yeah, so uh, right
0: I, here. I, I would make the point, though, before that, just like one of the things that I am kind of down about with these guys being, you know, the backcourt of the future now, seemingly Jalen Green and Amon Thompson, is you got two guys who still need a lot of work on their jump shot mm-hmm. and both shoot from, like, their face or chin and for as athletic as they are, you'd like to see their shot and their form and their mechanics be a lot more developed than that at this point. So, and that could still change. They're, they're obviously young guys, but doesn't really make me feel good to see NBA players paired together and build as your future of the future of your franchise. And we'll talk about core players later. Um, doesn't feel great about that being the case. I can
2: say that. But they're obviously very young yes. and and that's what development is for. But it feels like if if they weren't in a position where they needed to win this next season, and it's not like a guarantee that they have to win, but because they don't... It's more urgent, though. Yes, there is some urgency, like you said, because they don't control their first round pick. It goes to Oklahoma City unless it falls in the top four, and they could lose all 82 games, and that's still just a 50-50 chance of that even happening. So there is is an incentive to try and win this season, where in the last couple of years, there was no incentive to win. So that's why, to me, it almost feels like if you want to try and win some games this year, it's really, it's going to be really hard to do that if your point guard can't shoot. And it's, we've seen when you have a really young point guard who doesn't really know how to play the position at this level, it's really hard to win games. For,
0: for the Rockets, it would be secondary to the overall point. But a question I want to ask you after this pick is announced is, you know, like, its it? <laughs> is it is it is it okay to be in that situation when you're this young? Is it better for him to have that experience? You know, is it would that benefit him more? But here's the pick: the Washington Wizards select Jarris Walker
1: from the University of Houston.
2: Local flavor. So that so for U of H, this is their first lottery pick. Shoot, I, is somebody oh, gonna have to correct me? Is this this might be their first top ten lottery pick since Hakeem Olajuwon? Gotta be. I, I know this is the second lottery pick for Kelvin Sampson. Um, this is uh, Calvin Sampson's first lottery pick was Eric Gordon in 2008. Yeah. This is obviously his first lottery pick at U of H. If um, there was
0: another one, we would have been able to call him off. Yeah, we would have been I, able to I, rattle I, him off I, by I now. F- there's there's, like there's no way know. there. Yeah. But if there was, it feels like that guy would stand out. Yeah.
2: So al- almost 40 years for U of H having a guy picked in the top 10. So that's it's a great moment for U of H. It's a big moment for that program. I, yeah, I talked to I had a chance. Calvin Sampson threw out the first pitch at the uh, Astros game. On, on Monday. And I asked him just how important is it to have a guy picked at this level in the draft? What does that do for your program? And it's big because all these guys, all these big-time recruits that you're trying to get, they are, uh, you know, they they want to get to the NBA. And if you're Calvin Sampson, now you can sell them on the fact that, hey, you come to U of H, you can get picked in the lottery because we just had it done. We just, Jarris Walker was a, a big-time recruit. He came here. He got better when he got here. And then he was picked in the lottery. So, so obviously, uh, Walker to me a very safe pick in this draft. He might be the best defensive player in this draft. Um, so this is a this is Washington making the pick, but Walker will wind up playing in Indiana.
0: So Adam got a chance to, like you mentioned, to talk to Kelvin Sampson. So on the other side, we're going to hear from Jarius Walker as he's been selected uh, by the Washington Wizards, and we're also going to hear from Adam Smailain's conversation with Kelvin Sampson. Stay right here, Adam Smailain, Brandon Scott from the H Town Who's podcast, doing your NBA draft preview right here or I should say NBA draft, live coverage right here on Sports Radio 610. Don't go anywhere.
2: I'm just excited. Excited to be a Rocket.